This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Sport of Pro Wrestling podcast. I am Chris Samsa, and this is your New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax 30 Night 2 Preview. The B block of G1 Climax 30 kicks off with an early and kind of top-heavy card on September 20th from Edion Arena in Osaka. Uh, the six-match card will feature five B block matches, headlined by IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental champion Tetsuya Naito, facing off against recently distant rival Hiroshi Tanahashi for the first time since they battled in their block's final night in 2017. The semi-main event will feature recent IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental champion Evil in his first match since losing his championships as he faces Zack Sabre Jr. The undercard will also feature a Wrestle Kingdom Never Openweight Championship rematch between Hiroki Goto and Kenta. Sonata will face Toriyano, and the return of Juice Robinson as he squares off against Yoshihashi. The event will begin at uh, 2 p.m. Japan Standard Time, so that's midnight central in the U.S. or uh, 10 p.m. Pacific, so this is probably a good opportunity for uh, a lot of people to check out uh, the show live or, or really close to live, so um, this one's this one's going to be a fun one. So um, you can obviously check it out live or on demand on NJPW World. And while we're talking about NJPW World, i got to give a shout-out to NJPWEXT. Uh, that's the only browser extension for NJPWWorld.com with features like synchronous viewing parties, dark mode, improved translations and layouts, custom and shared playlists, and much, much more. It takes NJPW World to the next level. Visit njpwext.us today for more details. Um, So, like I said yesterday... Uh, this is about when I would go through kind of the block standings and where we're at for kind of the, the tournament to date. Um, but obviously, this is night one for the B block. So we're going to talk a little bit about who's in the B block and kind of their history with the G1 Climax before we go into um, really dissecting each one of these these matches and, and, and going through the, uh, the card individually. So uh, the B block is really headlined by Hiroshi Tanahashi. It's his 19th entry into the G1 Climax. Climax tournament, his 19th consecutive. Uh, he was the G1 Climax winner in 2007, 2015, and most recently in 2018. Um, Tanahashi holds the record for the most G1 Climax matches with 141 coming into this tournament. Um, so he's he's kind of the guy to, to keep an eye on, and, and he's in the main event tonight, so we're going to talk a little bit more about him later, too. Right behind Tanahashi, at least in um, number of G1 Climax entries, we've got Toriyano. It's his 15th entry, his 14th consecutive. He's currently the provisional KOPW 2020 champion. Uh, behind Yano is Hiroki Goto, his 13th entry, his 13th consecutive. He was the G1 Climax uh, 2008 winner. And he's also participated in two total finals. Um, and then from there, we've got Tetsuya Naito. Uh, it's his 11th entry, his 11th consecutive. He is currently the IWGP Intercontinental and Heavyweight Champion. He's the 2013 and 2017 G1 Climax winner. From there, we've got uh, a fifth-time entry in Sonata. 
fifth fifth entry, fifth consecutive for Sonata, and then Evil, fifth entry, fifth consecutive for him as well. Evil just coming off of being the IWGP Intercontinental and Heavyweight Champion. Uh, from there, we've got a couple of fourth-time entries. We've got Zack Sabre Jr. and Juice Robinson, as well as Yoshihashi, but Yoshihashi making his first entry in two years. And then we've got Kenta. Kenta's the only second-time entry in this in this block. So um, that was something I kind of wanted to double-click on as we talked about the block, is that this this block has plenty of experience to, to work with. So the... A block is getting a, a lot of attention for being one of the best G1 blocks ever assembled, and, and really rightfully so. But B block is filled with really reliable wrestlers with experience in G1 tournaments. Uh, the B block roster has participated in a combined 606 G1 Climax matches. The A block, just 359. The A block features four wrestlers participating in their second G1, while the B block only features one, which is Kenta that we just talked about. Uh, everyone else in the block has been involved in at least three G1 Climax tournaments. So the B block also features three former G1 winners. So Hiroshi Tanahashi, Hiroki Goto, and Tetsuya Naito. Three former or current IWGP heavyweight champions in Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tetsuya Naito, and Evil. As well as the current uh, IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental champion in Tetsuya Naito. So... Um, safe to say the B block is going to be a, really a contested block. We're going to see some really um, big time matchups between some of these guys who have a lot of G1 history. So these are guys that I think will surprise you. Um, we've got a lot of like fresh faces in the A block and we've got kind of the old guard in the B block. And I think that that's kind of going to be a, a, a really neat dynamic going forward. So let's get into the card and take a look at how uh, the B Block is going to kick off their uh, their G1 Climax 30. So the card is headlined by Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Tetsuya Naito. That'll be your uh, main event tonight. Uh, Naito enters tonight's matchup riding high after a triumphant victory over new nemesis and former Los Ingobernables de Japón stablemate Evil at New Japan's Summer Struggle in Jingu Stadium event. Uh, the New Japan matchmakers did not go easy on Naito for his first match as a three-time IWGP heavyweight champion, matching him up with um, perennial G1 favorite Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, Naito had to backdoor his way into the title picture last year after Jay White knocked him out of tournament contention on the last night of B-Block competition in last year's G1 Climax. He was successful in doing so as he won uh, two matches in a row at the Tokyo Dome to establish himself as the first ever simultaneous IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental champion. Of course, it wouldn't be a Tetsuya Naito IWGP heavyweight championship reign without a caveat or a surprisingly swift ending. Uh, upon return from NJPW's pandemic hiatus, Naito's then-stablemate Evil earned a title shot by winning uh, NJPW's annual single-elimination tournament, the New Japan Cup. When Naito met Evil in the ring to congratulate him on his victory and celebrate LIJ's dominance with their signature fist bump, Evil changed his hand signal to the Bullet Club's Too Sweet and hit him with his signature STO. Evil capitalized the next night, defeating a shock Tetsuya Naito for his prize double gold. Uh, after Evil defended the championships against Naito's clear best friend, uh, Hiromu Takahashi, Naito declared it was time to stop messing around, and he asked for a rematch where the LIJ leader handily defeated Evil 
in the last time we saw him in singles competition. Uh, Naito enters this match standing tall, likely still recognizing that his championships can be lost at a moment's notice. Hiroshi Tanahashi, on the other hand, he enters this year's G1 uh, kind of at a low point with only one singles win this year, a victory on the new beginning in USA Tour against uh, fledgling Yujiro Takahashi. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Golden Aces tag team partner Kota Ibushi have spent most of their time recently weaving themselves into tag team contention. Tanahashi has a a habit of kind of getting distracted before G1 Climax and then uh, changing his course, Uh, but he'll have to get through the reigning champion right now uh, if he wants to get off on the right foot in G1 Climax 30. So these guys, uh, they come with a lot of G1 Climax history. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi's 141 G1 Climax matches are the most all-time. Naito's 91 land him 8th all-time, too. Tanahashi's 37 hours, 30 minutes, and 29 seconds in total G1 match length is the longest all-time. Naito's 22 hours, 47 minutes, and 22 seconds land him 4th all-time in this metric. Uh, Tetsuya Naito's 14 victories across the 2017 and 2018 uh, tournaments are tied with Kota Ibushi's 2018 and 2019 stretch as the most victories across two consecutive tournaments. And uh, since the tournament stabilized at 10-person blocks in 2015, uh, Tanahashi and Naito have been second and third in uh, average points per tournament at uh, at 12 for Tanahashi and 11.6 for Naito. Uh, Tanahashi enters this G1 looking to improve on his first losing record in a G1 in 11 years last last year, uh, where he landed uh, four and five with only eight points. Um, in 2020, Tetsuya Naito has been a man of stamina. His five singles matches have averaged 33 minutes and 56 seconds. Naito's average victory has taken him 32 minutes and 55 seconds. So if he wants to find G1 success here, he'll have to trim that down uh, to under that 30-minute time limit for the the G1 block match. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, Tanahashi's lone singles victory this year came against Yujiro Takahashi on the New Beginning in USA Tour. His losses include a Wrestle Kingdom loss to Chris Jericho and a first-round loss to Taichi in the New Japan Cup. So, uh, in regards to G1 Climax history and then their 2020 results, kind of a lot to, a lot to digest there, but uh, the real meat on the bones here is their head-to-head history. So, in this year's tournament, only Hiroshi Tanahashi and Toriyanu have matched up more times than Tanahashi and Naito. So, that's not just Tanahashi matches, but that's everyone. So, Tanahashi and Naito, they've got 14 singles matches between them throughout their career. Um, Tanahashi leads the overall series between himself and Naito 7-6-1, but there's kind of a caveat to that because Naito and Tanahashi, they've been been battling in the G1 since 2010, and uh, Tanahashi's never won a G1 Climax match against Tetsuya Naito, so Naito leads their G1 series 4-0-1. Uh, Tanahashi and Naito recently battled in a, a pretty classic trilogy in 2017, initially over the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, and uh, eventually they battled in the main event of G1 Climax 27's final A-block night in the block-deciding match. Uh, obviously, Naito was victorious in this match, as he has been in four of their last six meetings. Um, Tanahashi dominated the series early. Um, in the early portion of their rivalry, he won five of their first eight meetings, uh, with one of those landing as a draw, um, which is Naito's only draw in G1 Climax history uh, in the 2010 G1. So, uh, 
The last time we saw these guys in the ring was in a G1 Climax final, and they were booked this year in a G1 Climax opener for their block. Um, these guys have a long and storied history. If you've never seen a, a Naito and Tanahashi match, um, you are you're missing out. These guys, they, they give it their all. Obviously, it's a pretty close historical series at 7-6-1. And, and the the thing to look out for, really, is is whether or not Tanahashi can get over that hump during the G1 here. Because um, at, at 4-0-1, it's, uh, it seems like a kind of an odd thing that Tanahashi hasn't been able to defeat Tetsuya Naito in a, in a G1 climax. So, um, things to look out for. Their matches don't go super long. Um the longest was that G1 Climax draw, but that was all the way back in 2010. So otherwise, the the three matches in 2017, uh, 26-41, 25-56, 25-25, uh, before that kind of mid-20s, low-20s, 19. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're, you, you know what I mean? Like, you know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun, and sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, oh, hey, look at some random cards or whatever. But if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs, and it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash VOWnet. Arenaclub.com slash VOWnet for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? 
That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. It's high teens, so... Um we don't see a ton of, of super long matches between these two. So I think this one, we're going to get a finish in all likelihood. And I think we're going to get it in, in kind of those mid-20 range. And, and we'll see what these guys have three years uh, after the fact of their, their last kind of feud. The semi-main event on tonight's card is Zack Sabre Jr. versus Evil. Evil enters his fifth G1 Climax with many more accomplishments under his belt than last year when he entered his fourth. Evil is now a former IWGP heavyweight champion, a former IWGP intercontinental champion, and he has recently defected from Los Ingobernables de Japón to join Bullet Club. Evil has established himself as a top-tier singles competitor after leaving tag team partner Sonata behind. Zack Sabre Jr. enters his fourth G1 Climax as a IWGP heavyweight tag team champion with Suzuki Goon stablemate Taichi. His first New Japan uh, championship is that that tag team championship. Uh, in two of his previous three G1 Climax appearances, Zack Sabre Jr. was the Rev Pro British Heavyweight Champion. Um, this is a pretty simple matchup between these guys. Evil, uh, Evil is 19 and 17 overall in his uh, G1 Climax history. Zack Sabre Jr., uh, a little bit better in, in regards to winning percentage at 15 and, and 12. So um, Evil has averaged nine and a half points over his first four tournaments. Zack Sabre Jr. has fared uh, slightly better than Evil, averaging 10 points through his first three tournaments. Uh, Evil and Sabre both uh, look to improve upon middle-of-the-pack eight-point performances in last year's tournament. Evil's uh, three-minute and two-second all-time G1 win-loss differential lands him third among competitors in this year's tournament behind only Juice Robinson and Will Ospreay. Sabre's 214 uh, lands him seventh in this metric. So uh, uh, bigger is better in, the, in that way. So And, and win-loss differential, what that is, is you take your, your average losing match length, you subtract the average winning match length, and uh, you want the the biggest gap between the two because what you want is a competitor that's uh losing long and winning short because winning short means you're, you're dominant and losing long means um you're putting up a, a heck of a fight so in 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 2020 that's where these guys really separate themselves uh and and particularly evil evil's had a, a really good um statistical 2020. So, Evil's seven singles victories uh, year-to-date in New Japan is second most behind only Kazuchika Okada. Uh, Evil's seven-match winning streak through the New Japan Cup and then subsequent championship matches give him the longest winning streak in New Japan this year. So, Evil's uh, 23-34 average match length is almost five minutes longer than his 2019 average of 18-42. 
Uh, Zack Sabre Jr., on the other hand, he successfully defended his Rev Pro British Heavyweight Championship at Wrestle Kingdom against Sonata, and then at uh, again at New Beginning against Will Ospreay. Uh, technically outside of New Japan, he lost that title to Ospreay at Rev Pro's High Stakes in February. Uh, upon returning from New Japan's pandemic hiatus, Zack Sabre Jr. has only had one singles match, and uh, he lost in the first round of the New Japan Cup against Kota Ibushi. So, Evil and uh, Zack Sabre Jr., they faced each other three times in singles action, all of them in 2019. Um, Evil leads the head-to-head series with Zack 2-1, to one, including um, one match in last year's G1. Right before that matchup, uh, right in the, the, the middle of the card, we're going to have Hiroki Goto versus Kenta. Kenta enters his first G1 Climax as a member of Bullet Club, looking to improve upon his eight-point performance in his G1 debut last year. Kenta also looks to avenge his Wrestle Kingdom Never Openweight Championship loss to Hiroki Goto um, as they begin this year's G1. Kenta currently holds the IWGP United States Championship right to challenge after a victorious New Japan Cup USA and a successful briefcase defense against Jeff Cobb. Hiroki Goto, perennially a threat to finish in the top tier of block standings, enters his 13th G1 Climax on the heels of a 10-point performance in last year's tournament. So this is kind of the story of uh, divergent G1 Climax histories, as Goto's 55 G1 victories are second among this year's competitors behind only Hiroshi Tanahashi, though he is only one victory ahead of Tetsuya Naito, so that's something to kind of keep an eye on. Unfortunately, Goto's 47 losses is also third among this year's G1 class, ahead of only Toru Yano and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Over the last five years, Goto has averaged 10 points per year, good for sixth among this year's competitors. Uh, Kenta looks to course correct his G1 career. So he entered his first G1 in 2019 with four straight singles wins, defeating Kota Ibushi, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Lance Archer, and Evil, uh, before he lost five straight to end the tournament, which is what triggered his um, G1 Climax final defection to uh, Bullet Club last year. In regards to 2020, not a not a ton to dig into here. Kenta opened up 2020 with a loss to Goto at Wrestle Kingdom and immediately attacked Tetsuya Naito to stake his claim as a competitor for Naito's then-new double titles. Kenta and Naito battled at New Beginning in Osaka in Kenta's longest match since 2013, a 35-minute and 50-second war that ended with a bloody Naito defeating Kenta. Since his losses to Goto and Naito... Um, Kenta has not lost a singles match, so he, he recently rattled off four straight uh, wins on New Japan Strong. Uh, in regards to Goto, dating back to last year's G1 Climax, 14 of Hiroki Goto's last 15 singles matches have been part of a tournament or they had a championship on the line. So he, he challenged for the uh, Intercontinental Championship and then um, some never open weight action in there too, as well as the New Japan Cup and last year's G1. So Goto really saves his singles matches for when they're going to build towards or count uh, count towards something. So their head-to-head history is just that Wrestle Kingdom match uh, where Goto defeated Kenta in 16 minutes and 12 seconds uh, for the Never Open Weight Championship. 
So before that match, we're going to have uh, Sonata versus Toriyanu. Uh, Sonata, one of the only wrestlers in New Japan Pro Wrestling that matches up well with the tricky Toriyanu, enters this match uh, looking to avenge his loss in the four-way KOPW Championship match at Summer Struggle in Jingu. Uh, Yano, a perennial spoiler in G1 Climax tournaments, enters this year's tournament with hardware to defend that provisional KOPW 2020 championship. Yano is sure to arrive with his little league-sized trophy and avoid losses like he always does, defending the honor of his new championship. Um, Toru Yano's 110 all-time G1 Climax m- matches are second most, only behind Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, among this year's G1 class. Uh, the 110 matches are good for fifth all-time among all competitors. Uh, Yano's 61 losses are also good for fourth all-time, uh, better only than Yuji Nagata, Hiroshi Tenzen, and Togi Makabe. Toriyano has, interestingly enough, averaged exactly eight points over the last ten years, and he has never finished with fewer than six or higher than ten. Sonata enters his uh, his fifth G1, looking to get over the uh, the 500 hump. He has finished four and five with eight points in all four of his G1 appearances. Uh, in regards to 2020, both these guys have been pretty active. Sonata has participated in eight singles matches in 2020, uh, fifth most in New Japan behind only Kazuchika Okada, Evil, Yuji Nagata, and Jeff Cobb. Uh, only one of Toriyano's three singles victories this year happened in a traditional singles match with a three-count pin. That match was his uh, first-round New Japan Cup victory over Jado. Yano's other two victories include a two-count pin victory over Bushi, in the uh, the KOPW qualifying match, and uh, a pin of Kazuchika Okada in the uh, the four way match at Summer Struggle in Jingo, so not a uh, traditional one on one. So um, these guys have faced each other three times. Uh, Sonata leads Toriyano three zero in their one on one series, including uh, two G one climax matches. Uh, Yano did technically defeat Sonata in a, a a singles match via his victory in their in their four way match in the provisional KOPW twenty twenty championship at Summer Struggle in Jingu. So these guys actually they match up pretty good. Um, Sonata seems to kind of play into Toriyano's antics and um, his his ability to you know, Matt wrestle and do some goofy roll around stuff is, um, kind of, it's fun to watch and it's, it'll be, um, it'll end in a flash, right? So the thing about these matches is that, uh, their, their three matches in duration have gone five minutes and 22 seconds, four minutes and 51 seconds and four minutes and 33 seconds. So don't blink. You're going to miss the ending. So, and then, uh, tonight's G1 action is going to kick off with Juice Robinson versus Yoshihashi. Juice Robinson returns from NJPW's pandemic hiatus, as well as a leg injury with the B block opening match. Uh, Juice hasn't wrestled in a singles match since January 5th when he was defeated by John Moxley in a United States championship match. Robinson is the only foreign competitor returning to the G1 without having wrestled anywhere since the company canceled events in uh, late February due to COVID-19. Yoshihashi returns to the G1 Climax tournament with something to defend. He is finally a champion in NJPW, carrying his never six-man championship with him with pride. Yoshihashi has an uphill battle ahead of himself, carrying an all-time 142 winning percentage over his block opponents um, and seeking his first victory against everyone in the block except for uh, Evil. So, uh, in regards to their G1 Climax history, 
Yoshihashi has averaged 5.33 points in his three previous G1 tournaments, lowest among this year's tournament participants, and two points lower than Juice Robinson, who is third lowest with a 7.33 average. Uh, Yoshihashi's .296 G1 winning percentage is fifth worst all-time among competitors with more than 10 G1 matches. Uh, Only Tomoaki Hanma's .143 is worse among wrestlers who are technically still active. Uh, The last time we saw Juice Robinson in a G1 Climax, he was defeating John Moxley in the last night of last year's B-Block competition. He, uh, He spoiled Moxley's chances at winning the tournament. And uh, he continued what would end up being really a, a year-long feud with the current IWGP United States champion. 2020, again with Juice Robinson, not a ton to work with. He's 0-1 on the year. And uh, on the surface, Yoshihashi's 2020 singles record is, uh, is far more impressive than you'd expect. But his victories have been against less than impressive opponents. Young Lion, Carl Fredericks early in the year. Mysterioso Jr. on the New, New Japan uh, New Beginning in the USA Tour. He defeated a 49-year-old Hiroshi Tenzan in, a, in what I believe is Tenzan's uh, one, of, one of two singles matches he's had this year. And then he uh, defeated Bushi in the New Japan Cup. So um, out, of his, out of his weight class there, technically. So the last time we saw Yoshihashi in a New Japan singles match, he lost to Evil in just two minutes by a referee's decision. So, and th- this will be the first time that Juice Robinson and Yoshihashi uh, have a head-to-head singles match. Uh, this is both Yoshihashi and Juice Robinson's only first-time matchup in this year's block schedule. So, uh, that's all I've got for you today. We've previewed all five of the G1 Climax B Block matches on the September 20th card. As I mentioned yesterday, I do I, I do plan on getting these up a little bit earlier so you have some time to grab them and give them a listen before the shows go live. Uh, my plan is to be back on Monday with a preview for Wednesday's A Block card and then Wednesday, uh, or I'm sorry, Tuesday for Thursday's B Block card. Uh, of course, you can find this preview in written form at sportofprowrestling.com or voicesofwrestling.com. Drop me a follow on Twitter at the Chris Samsa to interact with me during most major pro wrestling events. Uh, I appreciate you giving me a listen, and I will see you next time on the Sport of Pro Wrestling podcast.